Without further ado, why don't we spin the wheel of Doth, Chris, to find out who will first be reading their essay. Ooh. Quality. Oh, there it is. You don't get that nice ding, but that's fine. Uh, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to make Chris feel even more uncomfortable. Yeah. Read. All right, you folks. Uh, well, yeah, Yoshi, while I get this up, why don't you tell the audience what the question you prompted us with was? So the question is, what is quality? And the reason why I chose that to be our first blog entry is because like in private conversations I've had with Paul numerous times, I'm constantly sort of second guessing my critiquing of art. Um, that's what we're doing on this show. Um, but, you know, it, the, the, the question that I'm interested in is, is art or, or art, is art totally subjective? And that's kind of what we're all taught. Mm. And I'm curious to see if our opinions differ on whether that's the case. Like, do we have a right to judge art? Is there an objective quality to it? Is it purely subjective? Um, is it just about taste or is there something else going on there? So let's just see how we all responded to this. Chris, you're up first. I am up first. Oh, jeepers creepers. Well, society, I think I might have, no, we're good. What is quality? It's a decent enough quest. Quest. <laughs> it is a decent enough question to ask about film. We at the society are constantly rating and reviewing films based on a number of items. We thought about having a rubric, but none of us are educators or have the experience in grading things. And so it makes sense to stick to a one to 10 ranking system. So what makes a film get what it gets? For me, that always depends on a couple of items. One, did the film accomplish what it set out to do? Two, did it teach me something about humanity? Three, did the performances of the actors engage in true human experience and emotion? Four, was the eye of the audience, the camera, used in a way that was satisfying and entertaining enough to keep my vision? And number five, did the story captivate me? Now, I don't always have the answers to these questions off the cuff. Most of the time, I like to allow myself to sit within the afterglow of the piece and think about the major moments and memories from the experience and let them wash over me like a shower. Sometimes that shower is ice cold, like in phase four, when it just felt like the damn thing would never end. Others, it invokes a primal sense of joy, like in The Master. The crux of quality for me is how the movie changed your perspective. Film is unique in the arts and having several ways to change how we see the world. Whether it's overt or subversive, a good film can make you feel several different feelings at the same time. No one in the world can hear the Imperial March from Star Wars and not conjure an image of evil approaching in their mind's eye. No one can look at the perfect composition of Stanley Kubrick and not be amazed by his life work. A quality film is evocative, stunning, and life-affirming. A quality film is something that deeply embeds itself in the subconscious of the viewer. Quality, for me, hits you right in the soul. Nice. <sighs> like that all right well done chris yeah so so chris you chose to um to 
remain within the confines of film within your answer to the question? Yeah. Yeah. Did everybody do that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought we were talking about movies. <laughs> well, no, it's totally oh, no, fine. I... The only I asked the question, "What is quality?" and I told you guys you can answer however you want. So oh. it, it's totally fine if that's what how you wanted to go about it. Um, I was just curious if, if Josh sounds low. Aaron said. Uh, <laughs> I noticed your audio went down. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I just is this better. It yeah, it's better. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So, so Chris uh, uh, used the whole quality question for cinema, uh, which was great. I mean, I loved. Uh, I was curious if anyone was going to use movies, like cite different films we've seen in their examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to, and I ended up taking it out, so mine doesn't have that. But I'm happy to see that you used the lowest ranked and the highest ranked films <laughs> as your examples. It's yeah. almost as if I wanted to give the audience a, 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 a difference. Uh, you really yeah. care about the show, don't you, Chris? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> so um, any thoughts, guys? On uh, yeah. yeah, I like uh, I like his, um, yeah, that metaphor for, you know, a cold shower with a film you don't like, because it does feel like that. It feels unbearable your attention span is out the door you're like mm. I, I why am i sitting here i gotta get up and do something else i can't sit through this this isn't good it's it's a it's almost feels like a form of attention torture but at the end of the day like you still get something even while sitting through some of these films you don't like which is kind of like the cold shower metaphor where you could take a cold shower and it sucks, but there's also some benefit to taking that cold shower too, you know? Thank you for getting my metaphor. Well, I would I would actually use the cold shower metaphor for something like Cries and Whispers or Virgin Spring mm-hmm. where the experience uh. is painful, but the benefit of doing it, of what you walk away with unseen changes going on in your biochemistry. So, so the cold shower analogy, I think, works better for a film that is difficult to watch, but ultimately changes you for the better. Yeah, it provides you benefits. I like that. Yeah. Chris, I liked I, I, the word that you used at the very end, the soul. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 I think that's kind of really, you know, without trying to give away anything of my essay, that's kind of hitting close to home with, with where I think quality lays, which is something to do with with i'm gonna say the soul because again i don't want to give away what what my essay is about paul how, uh, any thoughts yeah no i liked uh I, anytime you're mentioning uh, cold shower gotta love that um <laughs> i think uh it was interesting because i think early on uh aaron uh brought up the rubric and i and then we we got maybe got to something, and then we kind of got away from it. And, and then each and then through each of you, you sort of what came out in Chris's essay was like, oh yeah, I remember when, like we were thinking, oh, how do we want to approach this? And we went through that as a group, like, okay, are there questions we need to ask? And then everybody sort of went back to their own devices. And I guess through this process, I've kind of figured out like I have this. Uh, there are I resonate with films differently than some of you. I now appreciate the way Chris, uh, the way uh, films affect Chris, um, 
and you know his words support that because it's like okay I I get it now Be- you know it's interesting because we pick on Chris at the top of the show about all right you got to get real for a moment be authentic because you have this like wealth of knowledge or at least we 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 suppose this this wealth of knowledge with your masters in in this in this space and uh, I always want to hear more from you especially when you get uh, it's always a joy Chris when you get excited about something and you zero in on something and it it transcends even the words you just wrote it's like it's so specific and it so affects you i'm like oh wow that's great so when those moments happen they're really it's joyful to watch and listen to um and very effective um because I go, oh, maybe I needed to look at the costuming a little differently, or I needed to yes. look at how the camera moved in that particular scene. Because I know technically Aaron will go, bing, 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 and I go, okay, great. And then Chris will then just maybe, where it, it's maybe, and no slight to Aaron, where maybe he just he sees it so brilliantly technically, and then Chris can just show me like, okay, here was the flow, and I'm like, oh, I get it, I get it, I see what, what you guys are looking at, you know, which is really helpful to me. To kill no, that ego, I think each of us does that in a certain way. I think we each have our own little, you know, things that we, you know, put our little pins in, and then the the yarn of the show is what brings us together, and we can encompass the the movie itself. Mm. And perhaps this inquiry into quality will sort of expose those peculiarities between the four of us. But yes, uh, I, I agree, Paul. Even though maybe those instances of Chris, you know, letting himself. <laughs> like explode with <laughs> with excitement is few and far between on this show yeah. those moments are to be relished because they are fun to happen with train to busan he suddenly mm-hmm. exploded in his defense and i mm-hmm. loved it mm-hmm. um and then he does come with these you know peculiar uh awarenesses that i i don't see which is the most exciting thing about the show is when you guys can bring to the table something that I totally missed, mm-hmm. like the costuming in Les Mis, um, which I never would have noticed that in a million years. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, real quickly, and then we'll move on. Can you bring sure. up uh, the criteria that you made sure. for, for a good film again? I just want to Yeah, I like that. that. That seemed like a bit of a rubric. Uh, well, that's, I mean, this is what I base my things on. Uh, did the did film the f- accomplish? Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Did the film accomplish what it set out to do? Did it teach me something about humanity? Did the performances of the actors engage in true human experience and emotion? Was the eye of the audience, the camera, used in a way that was satisfying and entertaining to keep my vision? And did the story captivate me? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the word that sticks out there is humanity and human experience. Yeah, that's um, those are good criteria. Fantastic. Cool. Let's let's move on. The next person to select the film is to select the film or select their <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you know what I was trying to say. A-A-Ron! Quality! (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. boy. All right. So it's Chris. Chris, are you going to pull up the uh, screen share and then I just read? That is exactly what I'm doing. If I can get to the right blog post, I might have just gone too far back. Oh, shit. It is Aaron Mann. Well, can you see it, Aaron? Yep, I can see it uh, loud and clear. Let me move my... Uh, all you guys are blocking it, so I'm going to... 
choose a different show active speaker. That's fine. All right. Are we ready? We're ready. Buckle in, buttercup. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Quality. What is quality? Quality is a grade of excellence. It measures a type of potential, but is completely subjective. One sense of quality can be another man's commonplace. A king's sense of quality becomes unimaginable to the peasant that seeks out bread that is not stale or moldy. Quality becomes a threshold just above one's mundane normalcy. Quality is a type of judgment that is ever-changing. Take a man that only knows how to catch bees on a flower, but is completely unaware of its ability to make delicious honey. Every day in his starving state, he continues to catch and eat bees from their, their rest on flowers. One day, another man is walking by and notices this odd behavior of this man hunting bees for food. This passerby calls to the hunter and asks, are you looking for honey? The hunter replies, what is honey? I'm eating these insects because I'm starving and this is the only quality nutrients I have out here to survive. The passerby is baffled and has the young man follow him to a beehive in the trees. He is able to take a handful of honey and share with the hunter. The hunter tastes the honey and is elated to a place of pure ecstasy, for he has never known this quality of food exists. From that day forth, his sense of quality has changed forever. The man never killed a bee again because he is now aware that bees work for him. Why would he kill the bees for their foul taste and painful stings? Now he has evolved his sense of quality and can delegate his time towards greater modes of survival. Okay. All right. Okay. Fucking Don Miguel Ruiz over here. Yeah. I I just had it on my, it was just funny you say that. I was going to, let me go get my book. I feel like I got to go get it. Grab your, grab your Miguel books. Is this a quote by someone, or did you write this? No, I wrote this this morning. Let's say, what kind of idiot eats bees? <laughs> the hunter that's starving. Oh, it's a well, that's the smallest small. or agreements book I've ever seen. Let me see. Hold on, I got my thumbnail. I got to see <laughs> it. I know. It's like, <laughs> wow. I, was, I was. You were reading that. I'm like, where's my book? Where's my? There book? it is. <laughs> yes. And the mastery of love is fantastic, and the voice of knowledge is even better. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read uh, the last one you mentioned, but the other two phenomenal reads. Um, So it seems like you focused on the subjectivity of of uh, quality. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I feel that uh, quality is completely subjective to where you are in life, and that can go up or down. I mean, you can be somewhere great in the world and see quality, and you could be somewhere as low as it gets and quality could be very simple. Oh, oh. God bless you, Angel. God bless you, Angel. Yeah, God. <laughs> God bless. You're doing fine, babe. They, they love you. As, as the fifth wheel, you're doing great, babe. Sorry, we, the we gotta get back to The fifth member of the society, Angel. <laughs> so, um, any comments, uh, Chris or Paul? 
I just love that it was uh, told through a story. I, I you know, yeah, it's, it's I love that, Aaron. Um, yeah, I guess to get real for a moment, I don't know what, like, I bet you have so many stories of being in New York, hanging around models, both gay and straight, hanging out at bars, and how people probably perceived you initially as uh, an airhead, vapid, um, unintellectual, and it's like the story of whether you were or were not, I think is, uh, that's a book that I would be buying off the shelves. Of course, you'd have to be on the cover, you know, shirt open to the third or fourth button. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I got to tell you, um, I'm sure you've got to tell all. I'm sure there are stories there. Maybe, you know, um, but this, this, like the way you approach this really defines you, this, this sort of, uh, let's navigate a parable and, and, um, an allegory and, and, uh, and find meaning there. And it, of course it, it befits you. It's, uh, thank you, Paul. Yeah. It's the person who has revealed himself on this show because I, <laughs> who you are, you, you know, if you just tell us flatly, well, I've got, you know, 40,000 followers and I'm a model. I mean, if we just followed the intro to you at the top of the show, most people, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really know why I'm tuning in, but I can't wait until you're behind the camera. I can't wait to be sitting in a screening room watching your work. Um, and I'm sure I'm not alone, you know. So uh, the fact that you've got this beating heart inside your chest is, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an admirable quality among many that you have. Thank you, Paul. That is very kind words. I appreciate all of it. Um, yeah, everything you mentioned is very real. I mean, I've been in the scene you know, it's about as materialistic and surfacey as it gets. You're running around the city trying to book modeling shoots and runways. And, you know, there's not an authentic person you come across, you know, in a club um, setting. But it's uh, it's it's been great being on the show because I feel like I've gotten to grow into uh, different aspects of myself that I've kind of let. Uh, that's been hidden. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've never shared my writing before. I haven't uh, been in a setting where I get to speak live and, you know, get into these deep debates with you guys and conversations. And it, it's just so fulfilling because it's bringing myself out of my own shell, which is what you're describing, where it's like, this is a model guy. We got him pegged. We know what he can do. You know, it's a, it's a limitation just set on looks alone, you know? So, yeah. I really think if you if you write an autobi autobiographical tome one day, uh, <laughs> it should be called "Open to the Third or Fourth Button." There you go. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. I'll write it down. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, yeah. There's a base. Yeah, it's it's whole first base, second base, third base. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So 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 quality for you, Aaron, is 100% totally subjective. Then. It is where you are in life. You can find quality in all things. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, you could be uh, in a concentration camp. You could be a prisoner. You could be somewhere so low in life and something as simple as hot soup or, you know, maybe a little extra of this or a little bit of that. It can become the quality. It's that, that, that state that I spoke about where there's a 
normalcy line for all of our lives. And when we get a little bit above that, you sense quality. Right. So, so, so depending on your perspective, quality can exist in different degrees. Um, But outside of your perspective, does quality exist or is it purely something that exists depending on perspective and and position and and knowledge and experience? Uh, uh, Solely on perspective. I mean, you, all of us in a room could say that this is a quality baseball bat. This is a really nice one. It feels good, looks good. But then a professional baseball player picks it up and is like, you guys, you could never hit a ball with this bat. Like it's whatever. It's made of cork. It's not even real. But we had no idea because all we saw was the quality on the outside. But a true professional can change that perspective to understand that it's not quality. What you're seeing is an illusion of what you believe to be quality. And that constantly is fluxing and changing. Yeah, I, I don't, I think that you've presented a, a very great argument for the subjectiveness of quality, but I do believe that it goes deeper than that. And I, I'm going to explore that in my essay. And I'm perhaps I'm wrong. I went into this thing thinking that maybe all three of you would be presenting subjective arguments and I would be standing alone in my little corner trying to wave the objective flag, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, let's see let's who's play. next. Let's see who's next. Let's see who's next. I, I'm totally open to the possibility that I'm completely off my rocker, by the way. <laughs> Writing this essay, I was like, I might be insane. <laughs> like, I oh, was no. About no, that. no, no, no. This was... Uh... This was inspiring, actually. Good. I can't this wait is, to see yeah, this you, is, though, man. Yeah, this is multi-parts. This is... Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I liked hearing um, Chris's perspective, too. You know, so let's... And here see. we go. Here we go. We didn't have to wait long. <laughs> I <can> wait long. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll buckle up, Mr. boys. Mine's a bit longer than the two we've read, so just a uh, little patience. No worries. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I see patience. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, did Josh talk about flowers too? No. Okay, here we go. What is quality? My subjective objective today is to, by the end of this investigation, have found a string of words that can serve as a definition to the undefinable quality. I say undefinable because I believe that quality is not a static destination, but rather a fluid event. I do not expect nor desire to find any final success. This is a mere cracking open of the door and peek between the crack. But first, I would like to speak to my motivation for choosing this question to be the society's first essay topic. Hmm. Just what are we doing here? Don't let the boisterous person persona I often allow to take the reins in our discussion fool you. Judging art is not something I am entirely comfortable with. The truth is, I often cringe when I watch back some of my critiques. But it's okay to look ugly in the pursuit of the beautiful, and that is what I am interested in. The pursuit of the beautiful and its separation and honoration above art of a lesser quality. Especially in a world where lesser quality, easy art is celebrated at the highest levels while its ugly cousin is shunned into the dark corner for being difficult. Hmm. 
We are taught that quality is purely subjective. That never sat well with me. You can't say it's bad if other people like it. Hard to argue with that statement, but I'll try. There are all sorts of reasons why people might not like what why people might like low quality art. Maybe they're lazy. Maybe they're afraid to feel or think. Or maybe they are confused and believe that art is a form of escapement via entertainment, a temporary reprieve from reality. Quality doesn't happen when you escape reality. Quality happens when you dive into it. Quality decreases subjectivity. Quality takes you out of yourself and it makes you one with it. It is actually opposed to subjectivity. Some are only interested in romantic beauty, the beauty of appearances which ignite the senses. <clears throat> run, little run. <clears throat> they cannot see or do not want to see the classical beauty which gives structure to the romantic. Classic beauty is the harmonious order of the parts. Harmonious Yosh. Harmonious Yosh. I was going to say, we are, we are in All sync right. on it. <laughs> Harmony, we are getting closer. Quality has a sense of harmony of the cosmos at its core. Even God in his masterpiece knew the hierarchy of quality to be his guiding principle when he saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness. Genesis 1.4 Having a sense of what's good isn't a talent. We're all born with this capability, but it's something that is developed. It's not just intuition, but rather a deep observation and contact with reality. I want to take a quick detour. There's a band called Fish. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Note that this essay is being read aloud live on a podcast, and Chris just made some kind of comment, oh, God, or laughed, or at least a smirk. Woo! Uh, Fish, uh, ruined Fish ruined the concert-going experience for me. Well, to be more accurate, it defined the concert-going experience for me. What is so special about Fish and what cannot be understood until you experience it for yourself is that Fish isn't interested in showing you what you already know. What you know is in the past. Fish wants to explore communication in the present. This is what is called jamming. In jamming, Anything can and will happen. You have four expert musicians who have dedicated their lives to understanding their tools. But when the jam starts, the idea is that you let all that knowledge go and with harmony of the parts as their guide, they listen and react. They give themselves up. Musician and music become one. Object, physical, and subject, mental, become one. And thus, a quality event is possible, not guaranteed, but possible. The goal is not perfection. There must be a willingness to fail. Within this willingness to fail comes freedom to tune oneself towards quality. There is no doubt when the quality comes. The harmony of the parts is felt by all in attendance. We all know. The intent here, as far as Fish is concerned, is not to prove anything. It is not to make the amount of money necessary to be considered for a Grammy. The intent is to surrender to quality. Take, for example, a self-taught guitarist versus an institute-trained guitarist. This analogy works with just about anything. Mechanic, for instance. The institute-trained guitarist has been taught everything except how to adapt to new situations. 
put these two guitarists together and watch how they react when asked to jam. The Institute guitarist is thinking backwards to technique, to music theory, to genre, to methods, tools. He relies on old situations. The self-taught guitarist was trained on new situations. He is forced to become inventive because the problems he faced when learning were overcome through quality itself. There have been plenty of examples of films the society that has seen this year where one or more of the film reporters have claimed that the film felt masturbatorial. Why do we feel that? Could it be, perhaps, that we sense that the director and the movie felt separated? Subject, director, and object, movie. Perhaps a film like Ingmar Bergman's Cries and Whispers is so uniformly accepted as masterful because there is no trace of this dualism. It is a dynamic event where the creator was a part of the creation, not outside it, but in it. Bergman jammed. He was willing to fail. He was willing to listen and react. The event was alive, and he was listening to how it wanted to come together, and thus, harmony of the parts. I'm not sure I can keep this up much longer. I am tiring. Remember, at the beginning, I firmly stated that quality is dynamic. It's so dynamic that the more I struggle to put parameters on it now, the more I feel like it's escaping me. Quality might want to be left alone. Or maybe I am aware that the quality of this essay will suffer if I continue to pry at it from a weary state. Or maybe my enthusiasm on solving this riddle was never really there. The Greek root of the English word enthusiasm is enthusiasmos, which literally translates to in God's presence. A film can get made for all types of reasons. Warner Bros. recent decision to sacrifice its entire 2021 lineup from theatrical release to keep its streaming service HBO Max alive is a fair representative of why most things get made, to make money. There is no enthusiasmos there. A person who cares can detect quality on the horizon and works to surrender oneself to be possessed by it. As far as I'm concerned, quality is a harmonious event that occurs by people who care. Care. The care. The doorway is care. The gospel of Yosh. That's the gospel <laughs> of Yosh. Yep, there we go. <laughs> So yeah. That's wow. Like, wow. Wow. Somehow managed to put fish in there. <laughs> Somehow he got there. Somewhere Trinastasio's ears are just being so warm right now. As I wrote it, you know, obviously I thought of you, Chris. Oh God. Oh man. So yeah, it's funny, Yoshi. I, I think uh, to some degree, I think you that you will uh, see here some similarity between myself and you. I uh, oh, I loved your uh, your reference to the Greeks. Um, my uh, limited run in a philosophy pursuit in school took me a little to uh, to the Greeks and others. Um, so. You, uh, as you do so expertly, uh, write something or say something very provocative that gets the rest of us talking and gets the rest of us thinking. And for that, I am truly grateful. And uh, when you pose this question, 
I like you was I took a very wide-angle lens to this thing, and it seemed like you did as well. It was just it was. Uh, yeah, I think we were we we would be uh, what is the word we would be uh, the not concentric circles we would we would form a small Venn diagram I believe right there there would be uh, uh, parts of our circles would be interlocked I think based on how you approached this question so I was kind of tickled in a way that maybe we were on the same beam. Wow, that gets me excited to hear what you wrote. Ah. <laughs> Very interesting. I yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to, because it it definitely, I mean, I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck into my own definition of quality at this point, because like, I don't, I don't have an answer for you right now to the answer to what you just said, because I think I need to sit with it. I think I need to like, you know, I, I think it did evoke and I think it did provoke uh, your definition of quality. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think that you're necessarily... It's it, it's interesting because quality in and of itself is so, as you said, uh, fleeting and fluid. It's I I I really liked how you wrote that. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Just <laughs> reminded me of Mike. Just reminded me of Mike the way you said that. I liked how you I wrote really that. I really liked the way you wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Yosh. I mean, uh, you know, our I think our viewpoints are very. Um, kind of on opposite spectrums. So it's interesting. I mean, we can kind of go back forth uh, live right now on it, but I guess my one challenge to it would be, although you may see fish as quality, there are plenty that don't recognize it as quality. So it, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, becomes subjective to who is open to that experience. But I wasn't speaking about fish music being quality. What I was speaking to was that quality isn't so much a definable thing like like a genre of music, but rather a pursuit. It's it's a pursuit of something. It's a it's like what I was trying to get at was like quality is found by people who are allowing themselves to become vessels for the thing that's being created and they're and they're for example like it's it's led by care like the more care you put into something the higher quality it's going to be so that can be as that could be a blog post it could be making a movie it could be a relationship with your your significant other it could be how you raise your children it's like the your fa- the quality of your family is dependent on the amount of care that is attended to it and that's why i think fish for me personally the subjective quality of fish is that i just happen to think that the music is the highest level of music now that's a subjective opinion which is where your argument comes into place and there's no point in my essay where i deny that subjectivity exists my point is that i do believe that objective quality exists as well and it's hard to pinpoint it's hard to define but it's something along the lines of great care being given to something i wonder if quality is um completely based on human intelligence 
like our ability to quantify something or even think of things like we are able to put labels and to magnify objects and situations you know but does a lion do that or is a lion just a lion you know like human beings have this very unique ability to gain perspective and intelligence and break things down build them up we can use our hands we have this ability to create and destroy and it's um quality might even just be a human perspective like that we are able to label i think what you're talking about is just abject subjectivity well because our label now could be completely useless 2000 years from now but there's there's a there's like there's a sense of quality that is to be in accordance with nature like there are certain things in nature that won't work because they're not in harmony with which nature exists. Like nature itself is a sort of harmonious event of all these parts that were designed to to work in a specific way so that other things can also exist and work. It's like there's some kind of architecture there where there's all these parts that are at play and mm. they're all working off of each other and there's like a and that nature is only working if all those parts are working in accordance with the other parts which is harmony and that's why these words like harmony and care and uh surrender all come to mind when i'm trying to define the undefinable quality where i disagree with you aaron is that it's all subjective I, I just cannot accept that. That to me seems so lazy. It seems so like, like there is goodness in this world and there is bad things in this world and there is a hierarchy of good and bad as far as I can tell. But some people can't recognize that as well. Like some people are sociopaths that have no access to mor morale. Because or, they don't live in the harmony of everything. They're, they're not within the harmony of it. There is there. It, yeah, I'm going to get real fucking nerdy here real uh -huh. quick. The Lord of the Rings, the reason that evil exists in the world, the god, Eru Luvatar, in, in the overarching narrative of Lord of the Rings, his entire thing is a song, a song of life. Everyone is in the harmony. The first person to introduce evil into the world breaks that harmony and sings off key. And that becomes Morgoth, who then becomes Sauron later on. Wow. So exits harmony. Sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I, I, I've never read the books. I've only seen the movies, and I always shit on those movies because I think they're god-awful. But that is rad. That yep. is so cool. Exactly. He sings off key. And yeah. that is bad. That is because not he is selfish and he wants to be more. He is not yes. comfortable being in harmony. And that's why the Marvel movies suck. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because oh, their motive, the intent behind them, the motivations, while of course there's like little it's a it's a battle, right? Because you say, for example, the guys who made the Guardians of the Galaxy, like they had a real vision. They had a real care for what they were making. You can kind of feel that in the movie a little bit. But there's all these other voices and opinions and control 
because the project has so much money behind it, like all these Marvel movies and many movies do, where the intent is really, at the end of the day, to make the most money possible. And that, for me, lessers the quality of it. If, if, if the intent going into it was pure surrender, mm-hmm. like I, I don't have to, I'm going to beat a dead horse here, so I don't have to go into it. I, I said enough in my, in my essay, but I used two examples. I used Ingmar Bergman and Trey Anastasio of people who have mastered their craft to the point where they can now step aside and allow something to be birthed that they're not necessarily controlling because they believe that quality will will manifest itself and they just need to be there as a vessel to help that quality manifest itself it's already there it's in front of us it's it's and and we can detect it and we can and we can uh, we can adapt to it we can and we can we can learn how to recognize it Otherwise, what's pulling us towards being good? What is pulling us towards making something good? That is not just our knowledge of the past. Yeah, love, exactly. And love is what? God. God is love. God is good. And that was my point that I was trying to make. Hieronymus Yosh. Hieronymus Yosh. Hieronymus Yosh. So, So I also concede, like I said before, like, this is very difficult stuff, guys. Like, nah, just because I wrote that essay doesn't mean that I fully know what the fuck I'm talking about. I was just nope. trying to find some kind of a definition, mm-hmm. and that's the best I could do. No, it's that's great. I I, yeah. I love all perspective that we've gained on this. All right, Paul, take us home. All right, destroy um, Yoshi. Uh, well, I think you would be like, awesome if Paul was just like, fuck you, this is exactly why it's subjective. And I'm yes. gonna tell you. No, it's, 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 but you exactly the very thing you just said at the end was the very thing keeping me from even starting this process, this essay process of contributing to the blog. Because the though your question was uh, open ended. I took it as open-ended, but it seemed like, oh, we had to neatly wrap this up for our our two weeks. And I said, well, is there anything wrong with continuing the conversation? So that's really, um, that was really my my thrust in all this was a thank you to you and the group for moving me from a place of uh, being embarrassed or maybe uh, being embarrassed about uh, what my opinion might be about something being unafraid to dissent, uh, being open-minded to affirm what you guys have said. Uh, It was great. So I think what you just said, Yoshi, is very, very powerful. And it speaks to your, it speaks to a really cool person who uh, has been inspiring, but also at the same time, like, look, I may have an answer, I may not have an answer, because that's the way I approach this, uh, this essay. I mean, I, I exactly right, you know. Um, before, thank you, Paul. Before Paul does his essay, I just want to say, if anyone's watching live uh, at the end of this segment, if you have a, an opinion, please voice it. Please speak up. Chris will see it. Um, and I've already posed the question in chat. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody wants to, at any point on this show, join us briefly. We're open to that. So anything goes today. So Paul, whenever you're ready. Cool. Uh, what is quality? 
Uh, the following is an editorial. The opinions oh. expressed herein are solely those of the author. If, however, this essay attracts shitloads of AdSense dollars, DCS takes full ownership. <laughs> <laughs> the Greeks, among their many contributions, hey! <laughs> originated a lot of cool words. Mammothrept is a personal fave. It means a naughty child. Its compound <laughs> construction is fascinating. Mammos, mother or grandmother, plus threptos, nourishment. When you look at the word again, can you now see the correlation between, between any infant's brattiness and grandma's bosomy goodness? If the Greeks haven't found a way to your brain pan today, you're clearly not listening to podcasts, eating protein-rich yogurt, or following the Dead Cinema Society. <laughs> oh, shit. The ancient Greeks surfaced this week because we, as a society, have asked, what is quality? For Greek scholars, quality is codified in Aristotle's work Categories, a text from a much larger work Organon. No intellectual presumptions here. I'm at the very beginning of this work myself and challengingly will parse my thoughts over more essays here. Mm -hmm. Readers note, please return here so our hosting prov uh, provider can send us smiley faces that our site's click count is going up. <laughs> Here's where I want to start. I've commonly known quality and its practice through business. The term was used so often in meetings, ad copy, sales calls, or corporate retreats that its normative meaning got lost. I worked in retailing and we had bloodthirst for quality. Yes, we were in business, but we were leaders in education as well. Pre-internet, we dominated Sunday newspapers with double truck ads and colorful inserts extolling the features and benefits of our quality consumer goods. Nothing tickled me more than hearing a customer regale me in-store with the very quality copy I had re-edited a dozen times as if he were the master and I the student. Rightly, among a few ambitions, the marketplace goal of any good or service is to achieve recognition as the highest quality possible. In fact, once achieved, it continues. Its further target is the universal recognition of said achievement as the qualitative standard for that particular good or service delivered, and for it then to become the accepted best practice and market leader not above all, but for all. <laughs> Creepily enough, this achieved standard has steps and protocols guiding its enduring duplication of consistent and ideally better quality forever because it's all guided by a team fittingly called quality management <laughs> back to greece quality management i'm sorry <laughs> while aristotle searched for a more objective codification of quality it was protagoras who fascinated me i know a little about him since his image was briefly on my iphone 4 screensaver today i have the marriage of Peleus and thetis instead <laughs> this greek thing is not a passing interest we'll do show and tell soon enough Protagoras was a pre-Socratic philosopher who believed that man is the measure of all things. He believed strongly in subjectivity. He valued man's opinions of others and things. He would have made a great addition to DCS. He would have understood PayPal and their merry band of coders ceaselessly popping up on my phone to qualify my UX, their user experience, with their very robust app. Well, here was my qualified assessment of it. Like Millard Fillmore, I grew up in the Finger Lakes, thirsting for adventure. One summer, a man, simple in feature, offered me a Ziploc bag of foreign coins. I poured over the coppery and silvery images of world leaders who fearlessly stood down American imperialism and lost. The dirty currency jangling in my pocket until the ice cream truck's tin tin drowned it out. 
Often with a melty drumstick in hand, I would engage the vendor in some doublespeak about foreign exchange rates, alerting him to the rarities which lined my pockets and their potential worth. Bemused, he would ask how I acquired this money. I travel, he laughed. You don't have a passport. I nodded. Not needed when you have a parachute. For the next month, I regaled him with travel folderol, and he gave me free bomb pops. He loved how my lips got redder from the colored ice sugar. I was just peaceful being adored, being adored by yet another strange man. On the lark, he suggested we run away and ride the wealth, ride the wealth from my coinage into a summary pursuit along the railroad and hitch up with a carnival. I enthusiastically agreed, for who can possibly resist the Midway's peripatetic capture? Yowza. And that was my review of PayPal's app. <laughs> Prior to DCS, my philosophical chops were embarrassingly, embarrassingly feckless. Today, they are just feckless. Gently, over time, <laughs> DCS has exercised them so adequately that my thirst for Greek and original wisdom has crept back into vision. More to come on qualified quality in 2021. Nice. Holy shit. Dude, you're a great writer. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. This, this, this blog is going to be huge for you, man. This, this is going to be, be a great yeah, opportunity for you to continue to exercise those muscles, which should be regularly exercised, I believe. Yeah, yeah it was It was really a... Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind fawning a bit, but uh, I, I got to tell you, you guys have... Um, yeah, I've started, I've, uh, if you're not familiar with Julia Cameron's um, The Artist's Way, I've started doing my morning pages again. As a result of this, I have cleaned out mental hairballs that were stuck uh, probably for years. Um, yeah, just this uh, forum has really given me a confidence that was missing. And uh, it's great to be challenged by really smart people like you guys and uh and maybe as important if not more to be stimulated so this was a great exercise yoshi i don't think i'll truly capture for you how how importantly necessary it was for us to start this process this aspect of our group but um i am i'm very grateful well, I'm trying to listen to you guys, you know, because this was your idea like seven months ago and uh, nothing really came about it. And uh, so, you know, I was on a walk one day and I was, I've been beating myself up with this question. So I was like, why not? Why not push this on the group? And, you know, sometimes I feel bad because like, you know, none of us are making money and we all got full-time jobs and we all, you know, we all, we all, Aaron's in school full-time, Chris is a full-time job, I'm on a TV show and shooting a commercial and Paul's got a full-time job and, and a girlfriend. It's like, I get it. I feel bad sometimes asking you guys to devote time to the show, but I, I too believe that it doesn't matter what we're writing about or, or what we're watching on here is just the act of partaking in it that will stimulate us to further better ourselves in our, in our, in our own lives too. Aaron, I know that you had a visceral reaction to what Paul just said. Uh, what, not as, not his essay, his, what he just said about uh, gaining a, a confidence and a voice. Yeah. I, I mean, I just related to that. I said that in my own, um, kind of spiel when I unloaded where it was like 
this is uh, such a opportunity for us to uh, gain our voices. You know, it's um, incredible to hear, you know, Paul unleash his writing abilities. I mean, I honestly, I need to go back and reread everything you wrote because you, you you write on such a, a deep philosophical level. You know, it's it's um, it's great to see, though. I love seeing us all spread our spread our wings and gain our voices you know we're gaining confidence and uh we're supporting each other too we're yeah. lifting each other up and encouraging each other and uh i mean and no chris there's nothing corny about it <laughs> what, what better what better could it be i mean this is yeah, I, I mean people dream of having a camaraderie and a place to unload their artistic um minds and endeavors and you know, just to have this kind of uh, ability to be enabled this way is so incredibly valuable. I think we all recognize that. Yeah. And I hope that we can maybe take advantage of the of the opportunity here so that, you know, maybe next time Chris, for example, you know, is motivated to spawn a blog post idea that forces us three to go into his world a little bit. You know I mean? Like we should be yeah. pushing each other to, spread our wings into uncomfortable territories so that we are forced to investigate in arenas that we have never been in before. To get back to your essay, Paul, while it was beautifully written, and I love that we both went to Greece, um, I, and like what Aaron said, uh, I, I need to go back and read that one because it's so quick and witty and too smart for me, I would say. Um, I'm not sure that I am understanding if you have an opinion on quality. Right. It, that isn't formed for me yet. So you're perceptive. Um, okay. So it's you, coming. You, yeah, it's coming because I, it's the very, the, the, that's why I loved your position on, in your essay, like you went at it ob, uh, objectively and then supported your thesis with uh, the Bible and Genesis. And I'm like, I get it. Um, so mine is not formed yet. Um, and I'm, but I'm exploring uh, Aristotle and, um, his ideals and yes, it was qualities that related to philosophy, but there, um, but you know, was there his assertion that there had to be, um, something objective by which we evaluated quality um, I don't disagree with. That's why I will go back and read yours, Yoshi, because I think um, I can fully understand your position and your position is supported by certainly people we deem scholarly polymaths um, in our, you know, um, I mean, the world was a different place uh, before and after Alexander the Great. And I think um, as, as thought was formed, um, because even now I am forming thought in this moment, but I have been forming thought over the course of our movie watching and our bi-weekly get-togethers. And I see that we, um, I don't necessarily have to come to a conclusion. One of the things that you, Yoshi, have helped me with is I may come into, like, think about, like, we come into a show and I've got to have, like, a final thought on a movie, like, and then to be challenged and like, oh, maybe my opinion's different or to, to leave the show and go, no, 
my instinct was I did I really like that movie. I got pushed away from how much I liked it, but no, I really like it. I should write about that. That's like that would be a topic of that would be a conversation topic. That happens all the time at parties. Somebody gets drunk and they're just a little more overbearing than the next guy or gal, and they push <laughs> a push a thought. You know, you're like, oh, okay. But that's, uh, on this show that's, every that's why. But it's great. I but I love it because. Uh, if I were talking to younger Paul right now, I would say that you, I, you, Yoshi, mentioning that you know he didn't didn't go to college, who cares? You know, um, I see value in it, but I think your th- knowledge thirst is like something that maybe I wished I had um, back then and did not. Uh, there were other distractions at school, but. Um, yeah, that's the beauty of this show. This show forces us to seek uh, education away from one another every two weeks. Um, and I don't, my, so just wrapping up, my opinion is not formed. It is open-ended. I, I, my worry was that I had to come up to some thesis and a conclusion, and it's open. It's really open right now. It's totally open, and, and, I, and I want to agree with you that you're not alone, whether I walk away from our show sometimes also thinking like, man... You know, uh, I should have stuck to my guns or maybe more commonly, man, uh, maybe my opinion is not dead on. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, maybe maybe there's maybe I went too hard for entertainment's sake or or whatever, what what have you. But the point is that I tried to put home in my essay that I think we're all agreeing on is that it is dynamic and that some movies, for example, I think we're going to get into this and, and we'll wrap this segment up now. Uh, some movies you, we hate on here and only to later have a respect for them. Uh, one that comes to mind that I think we'll, I'll bring up again later on is A Woman Under the Influence. I believe that I, w- I was too hard on that film when we watched it. <clears throat> and the reason I was hard on it is because I hated watching it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those movies that has stuck with me and I think about so much. And so... That's just one example, but great job, everybody! Thank you for. Uh, go ahead, I'd like Chris. To read yeah. something in response to Paul's. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Whenever my hypos get the upper hand of me, that requires such a strong moral principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats off. Then I account it high time to get to soon see as soon as I can. This is my substitute for pistol and ball. With a philosophical flourish, Cato throws himself upon his sword, and I quietly take to the ship. There is nothing surprising in this. If they but knew it, all men in some degree, some time or another, cherish very nearly the same feelings towards the ocean with me. Mm. That is the that? end of the first paragraph of Moby Dick. That is what I got from Paul. Uh, and so can you can you some can you help us dummies understand that so all of us are searching for this quality and all of us whether it's whatever whatever our escapism is whatever that may be all of us in some point find ourselves coming back to this discussion back to the quality of things back to the inherent being of us all and this is our substitute for pistol and ball I don't get it. <laughs> we enjoy doing this because it's fun and we like yeah. doing quality shit. <laughs> yeah. I just, 
I see. I see. Sorry, I'm dumb. I, I don't it's know okay. I'm a dummy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go to school. What can I say? That's okay. Uh,